Hello, and welcome to Cinema Spectator. My name is Isaac Ransom. I am one of the co-hosts of this show, and today we are going over five ways you can enjoy movies more. Normally, I'm joined with my best friend, Cameron Tuttle, who is our expert, our sage on this podcast. He usually picks a bunch of movies in the cinematic canon, and we sit down and review them, and I come at it with a casual's perspective. But... Cameron's not available. It's his birthday. Happy birthday, Cameron. Uh, And I still wanted to bring you guys some valuable content. And I was reflecting on all the different movies I've watched through Cameron's guidance and through this show. And I thought it would be really fun to bring out some tips for you to enjoy movies, especially if you're experiencing burnout or if you're trying to get into more movies that are, I guess, more dense or difficult to watch. I have found out a couple of major tips to help you enjoy them more Uh, because even though all movies are supposed to just be straight up entertainment, it seems like once you get into a level of watching, you know, these high class cinema art pieces, sometimes you can feel uh, disconnected from the entertainment aspect. You can feel like uh, maybe this was a bad mistake that you were trying to watch movies like this. And I'm lucky enough to have a friend that wants to sit there and help me process it. And I I know a lot of you guys have been here for the podcast and have heard me process these different movies in conversation with Cameron. But I realized that it was, it's probably difficult for uh, a lot of people to try to get into the cinematic canon uh, without a conversation or without some of these uh, little ideas that I have come up with to discuss today on the podcast. Now, remember, if you enjoy what we're doing here at Cinema Spectator, uh, normally this isn't the way our show goes, but you can support us uh, just by listening to the show, liking it, sharing it. All of that helps our production grow. Uh, And you can, of course, uh, if you want to, donate to us at patreon.com slash Productions. All of it helps us continue to put out podcast content. If you enjoy uh, the different format for this episode, please send me a message uh, either on the socials or through Patreon. I'd love to hear it. Uh, For the fans, I'd love to know what you guys think of this format. But let's get into the five tips. I've written out a couple notes here. Um, I I feel like really weird. Uh, trying to bring up five ways to enjoy movies. That seems a little silly, but um, I think there is a subculture of movie appreciators that, you know, they really challenge themselves and pride themselves on the fact that they watch some of these difficult films. And I don't know why it has to be sort of this um, black and white thing of like, you can either make it through these movies or you can't, because I think there's got to be a middle ground for, for some of this stuff. Um, and there, I, I have found that there has been a really positive approach for me to, to find something to enjoy in movies when, when reflecting on these five points. So let's, let's get into it. Point number one, check your mindset. So this, this, <laughs> this, this point for me, uh, is probably the most prominent thing to consider when I'm going into watch a movie. We review, a movie once a week. And I know probably most people don't have that kind of pressure uh, when they're trying to sit down and watch a movie. So maybe this is an exclusive issue to myself, but I I want to expand on it a little bit. Um, I think so often our own emotional state or the place that we're at in life can totally affect the way that we react to a movie or the way that we're able to process and enjoy it. 
Uh, I think that's probably why blockbuster movies are so popular is because they're usually not, uh, they're, they're, they're kind of an escape method. They're very simple surface level and it's kind of enough. And then people want varying degrees of that sort of narrative engagement when they're watching a movie, right? Like you can watch empire strikes back and you're like, Oh, you know, there's a little bit in there that, uh, I could sit back and not care, be apathetic and just enjoy it for what it is. But if I lean in a little bit, like it, 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 it crosses spectrums that can add enjoyment no matter where I'm at emotionally or, or in my day. And so, um, I think a lot of movies that are successful, obviously aim to cater to, uh, people, no matter where they're at they're you know, they're there to be entertained. Um, and so the movie is going to do that. But I think that there are some other movies that don't even think about that or don't consider that. Uh, and there's still something there. There is still something worth watching. There's something great, uh, underneath maybe the difficulty to approach it. And this, this is one of the things that we talk about on this podcast endlessly, but I've really been thinking about it personally with the last few movies that we've reviewed. And I'm going to refer to a few of them. If you want to know my thoughts on them right after viewing them, of course, we have an episode of me talking about those movies directly. Um, But I just want to, I feel like this is probably one of the most important points to bring forward. You have to be real with yourself walking into a film. So recently we reviewed Martin Scorsese's movie from 2014, Silence, which is about Christian missionaries going over Japan. They're tortured. It's kind of a miserable movie in a way. And it's a very deep consideration around, you know, faith and uh, I guess some, some missionary work and sort of like a personal struggle with that. And Cameron really wanted to do this movie right after we reviewed um, Last Temptation, which is also uh, from Martin Scorsese, another heavy religious Christian like exploration movie. Um, and I just was like, dude, I don't think I could do that. Like, I just, I don't think I have the bandwidth to sit down and watch a movie that's, that's that heavy. Um, I don't think I'm going to be able to, to give it enough. And thankfully, because Cameron and I had been reviewing movies for a long time, he was respectful and was like, yeah, I mean, let's, let's wait, let's give it some time. So I think we probably waited about a month before we got around to reviewing that movie. Uh, but when I finally sat down, I, I had prepared myself emotionally. I was like, okay, I blocked out three hours to be able to watch this movie. I'm ready for the hardships of like, you know, torture and like deep consideration of faith. And because I set myself up for that, I actually felt like I ended up having a good experience. And I think one of the biggest lies about watching movies is that some people are like, you have to go in completely blind. And I think that this point actually kind of counters that. I'm not saying you have to read all the spoilers, but I do think that you should kind of prepare yourself for what you're walking into. Uh, An example of a movie that I want to see that I haven't seen yet is the new Into the Spider-Verse movie, whatever that is called. I'm not sure what the exact title is, but the new new Spider-Man animated one. Um, And I really want to have an experience where I sit down, relax, and I can just enjoy that movie for, for what it is. And so I know that a lot of me is like, I should probably not go see this movie when I have a busy weekend or when I have a packed schedule. Like there's going to be a particular night where I know, okay, this is the right night to go see this movie. It's a pretty open schedule. It's a lazy day. That's the kind of day that I want to watch that film. And it's for me, that mindset is, is allowing the movie to, um, for, for me personally to enjoy the movie at the most. 
So I know that concept is probably silly, but you got to realize so I have a gun to my head to watch a movie each week. So I, this is a huge, this is a super important point for me uh, when I, when I'm sitting down to watch a movie. Um, the, like here's some movies that we have reviewed in the past that I feel like I either didn't do this well, or I did do this well. Um, one that I really didn't want to review was the movie her. Cause I just thought it was a stupid concept of a guy falling in love with like a computer or an AI. I was like, I just don't care. Like, I don't want to watch this movie. And Cameron was telling me like over and over, man, you got to give it a chance. It's really good. So eventually I kind of, uh, submitted to, to taking a chance and watching it. And it ended up being, you know, pretty good. I, I wouldn't say like, it's the first movie that comes to mind when I'm talking about great movies, which I know is probably offensive to some people, but but I, I set myself up to be like, okay, I know what I'm getting into. This is probably going to be like very in the feels and, and probably existential and considering something just out there that's sort of wishy-washy. It's not usually my thing, um, but I kind of just was ready for it. And so it wasn't like super, like a huge turnoff when I was watching it. I kind of felt like I, I was able to give it more of a chance because I had set my expectations. Earlier on when doing Cinema Spectator, I was very excited to watch The Godfather, but I really didn't know very much about it. We had watched a bunch of old movies that were slower, but I, we, had, <laughs> we had watched Goodfellas, and I was like, you know what? I am totally into this mobster thing. I think it's going to be great. And when we watched uh, The Godfather, it was a major letdown for me. I, I found myself just being super bored not into the family, all the, f- the famous parts with the deer head that people had talked about. It was like my own expectations. Um, and, and kind of where I was at at that time really influenced the way that I in- interpreted the film. You know, I, I think also, and we're going to get into the hype culture thing later, uh, as a, as another point, but Um, I think sometimes this is unavoidable, but I've noticed that I've been able to set myself up to enjoy the most from a movie. If I kind of do a little bit of prep before going in, um, not too much because I'm not like, I don't want to be like fully committed, know the entire plot and every single detail, uh, but just a little bit to be like ready to uh, enjoy whatever I'm going to watch, right? So that's number one. Check your mindset. Be real with yourself kind of check where you're at in life and kind of set yourself up to enjoy it, right? Kind of know what you're getting into. Number two, point number two. This is an interesting one. This is one I've been thinking about a lot, especially with the Scorsese stuff and religion. Um, point number two to enjoy movies more. Realize that your worldview will never be the same as their worldview. So a lot of the more creative artistic cinema that we watch on this show uh, is trying to say something. It, it, it is um, it's digging into something deeper. And when you're digging into something deeper, you're digging into truth. Uh, this is, this is my opinion, at least you're hitting on something that is going to tap into the souls of people and bring about imagination. I mean, this is what makes incredible art. This is what makes literature so profound. It's what it, it's what makes, um, you know, old old art just kind of speak to you in a way that you're not quite sure you can explain. I think it's it's what makes music so profound as well. I even I even think it applies to food in some ways also. Um, 
But with film, it seems like the worldview thing can really break people's enjoyment of a movie. Now, I have openly talked about on the show that uh, I am Christian and I've grown up in the church my whole life. So there's, you know, aspects of religion that are explored in film that I think can kind of break the enjoyment for some people. And I, I would say that there's kind of a vice versa. I, I think a good example would be uh, the conversation that we had around the last temptation of Christ with Scorsese, obviously digging into the life of Jesus and portraying it in a way that probably, well, I mean, a lot of Christian critics said it was just blasphemous and evil. And um, I think that, that, I mean, our conversation on that, uh, on this podcast was, is probably one of my favorites because um, I think you kind of have to acknowledge like where the creators are coming from, what they're pulling the source material from. And to be able to just kind of be okay that that's where they're at and you might be at a different place. Even oppositely, like I've seen some reviews around Top Gun Maverick uh, and how, you know, it's kind of condemning that old school, like Christian conservative, like people. I, I don't know. I've seen some really weird takes online where they're like, this is just, you know, the generic white guy being the star of the show and it's a simpleton movie and and of course this is this is what uh you know america wants and and all that sort of thing and i've seen these hot hot takes against that movie and i just feel like i think it's okay if a movie's worldview or perspective is is different than where you're at personally and if you can realize that I think you can find a lot of enjoyment out of um, movies more. The example that I think of the most is um, it, it, it relates to music. Um, I really enjoy Rage Against the Machine. And <laughs> Rage Against the Machine's politics are kind of like communist at times. They're very like socialist, anti-capitalist, like burn the system to the ground. And there's something about their music with me knowing that worldview that sort of kind of, I don't know. It's like, I, I could just kind of realize where they're coming from. I'm not trying to like change their opinion, but when I hear their music, I'm like, man, I can really appreciate this. I'm like down with this. I feel like I understand. Um, I, I might not fully agree with them on, on the political issues that they want to bring forward, but I would really be missing out if I just didn't like give, their music a chance. It's, it's very enjoyable. So with some of the movies that we've watched, like I find that the worldview differences, um, they, they should be acknowledged and, and that you can, um, you can enjoy a lot. Like if you're able to just recognize that maybe the creator's coming from a different place. Most recently, the movie, everything everywhere all at once is diving into this sort of obnoxious postmodern view where they're like, nothing matters. So everything matters. And it's just so, it's so like emo to me that I, I had a hard time like handling it, but I had this realization, um, about halfway through the movie where I was like, you know, this movie I think is just coming from a perspective that's like, like this person is at, or whoever wanted to drive this movie's creation or the group of people that want to drive this movie's creation, they're just at a different place in their life right now. And 
to a certain degree, it's there's a part of me that's been at that place before. I'm just not there now. And for them to kind of display those emotions on screen, it's like I could have been like, wow, I don't agree with this. This is stupid. So I'm going to walk away. Um, but instead it was like, I have come to the realization that their worldview not might not necessarily be my worldview, but that doesn't mean I don't, I need to fully discount the movie completely. I remember having similar feelings about apocalypse. Now there was something about that movie that I was like, I just don't, I'm not like on the same level with this movie or I'm unaware of where, what it's trying to get at culturally. Cause I'm disconnected from that generation. Um, Another movie that really moved me uh, that I felt like was coming from a very different worldview was the Florida, uh, uh, the Florida project, which I really enjoyed. Um, and I think it's just showing a slice of life that I didn't grow up around or I wasn't aware of. And it was able to do that in a powerful way that was still endearing Um and I could have looked at that and been like, you like, this is like, I, I don't understand this or I'm not a part of this, but I, I feel like the being, just being aware that my worldview is different than the creator's worldview uh, and using, leveraging that for my own enjoyment. I think that's been a very powerful tool for me personally. Hopefully that's not too <laughs> obscure, but I hope you're still with me. So point one, you know, kind of check where you're at in life, you know, be real with yourself uh, when you're going into a movie, like have a little bit of context. Point two, you know, my worldview is different than the creators. Use that to your advantage to enjoy the movie. Number three, as I alluded to, get away from the negative conversation. Right now, culture is obsessed with overanalyzing movies. This entire podcast, I guess, adds to that. But I hope that, you know, if you're listening to this, you can uh, maybe get away from the negativity. Um, and I hope that's not what we're spreading on this show by any means at all. Um, the cultural conversation around movies is exhausting. And it's also hard not to like want to be into that clickbait. Um, but I find the more I separate myself from it, the better I enjoy movies overall. And we've added a, a section of the show where we start to read out Google reviews. And I've found that if I can't enjoy that section of the podcast, if I can't uh, sit there and read the reviews and like garner some positive benefits or, or like additional enjoyment out of the movie with that, then there's something wrong with the way that I am uh, engaging in the conversation around movies. I think like if you're getting in fist fights and or I mean keyboard wars over over movies and whatnot, I, I think you're really missing um, you're missing enjoyment uh, around the movie. And what I like about doing a podcast about it is that I'm able to sort of share my opinion, even if it gets me in a in a trash fire. Uh, so often I I've reviewed mo movies on this show and people really disagree with me, including my co-host Cameron, uh, where I'll be like, that sucked. And he'll, he will like really try to break that down. Um, most often when I share my gut feeling and experience with a film and someone corrects me, I still don't it like, like it takes away from the movie even further. Um, and 
it's not that I couldn't like, like with, when, when I'm talking to Cameron, he definitely adds to the enjoyment of a movie, even if I disliked it. That's one of my favorite things about reviewing movies on this show with him is that even if I hated every second, he's able to say, well, let's talk about some of the things you could have liked with it. Um, and occasionally there is a movie we both agree that it's like, okay, no, there's no redeemable qualities, but we still drive to try to find them uh, for the sake of, of conversation. So I would say point number three is super important. Get away from the negative conversation. I'm not saying get away from the conversation, but if you're, if you're realizing that your enjoyment of the movie is declining in that conversation, um, that's like, that's not good. You know, and the other part about the conversation that I wanted to address um, was the hype culture thing. This kind of goes back to point one. Getting away from the hype culture is so good to to enjoy films. I can't tell you how many Marvel movies I went into with like zero expectations and actually ended up having a good time because I wasn't into, you know, every single IGN post about the post credit scene and who's in the movie for 0.3 seconds as a cameo. You know, the hype culture stuff really, I think, takes away from um, your enjoyment of the film. And I walked into Guardians of the Galaxy 3 not knowing anything about it. And I'm so glad that's how I walked into the movie. And that's how I want to walk into a lot of the summer blockbusters, as a matter of fact. Even people that want to talk to me about Avatar The Way of Water, I'd rather go in blind to that one. Um, I know enough. I know enough that to to know that like I don't want to get swept up in how much money it made in the box office and how many uh, like all the red carpet sort of interviews and whatnot. I feel like that just that just drains me um, from in enjoying the movie. And you might be different. You might you might find that um, digging into the hype culture is good, but just wait till you have that experience where it ruins a movie for you. And then you'll realize, I think, um, that it's not worth the investment. It's not worth it. So the three points so far, check where you're at, be real with yourself going into the movie. Knowing my worldview is probably different than the person that created this movie and get away from the negative conversation. Step number four to enjoy movies more. Look for inspiration. Acquire the value from the movie. Now, I think some people can say this is impossible with some movies, but I don't know. I don't know if that's fully true. I have seen bad movies that have great scores. I have seen uh, great movies that have bad scores, but they have incredible cinematography or I've seen like movies that are super boring and slow, but there's still something special about some of the elements of the movie. Um, I think if you're looking for fuel for your creativity, like that you can find something in most movies. I even like watching bad movies and, and loving like moments of the movie that I find are like brilliant. Um, I think one of the funny things that cracks me up is that Cameron talks about uh, the last Jackass movie as being something that he thinks is incredible. And I watched it and I, I didn't really, I thought it was like, it was fine. It was exactly what I expected. I didn't really think of it as any, any sort of feat, but I'm sure Cameron was looking at it with uh, 
just amazement for how they were even able to do some of the stuff that they were doing on screen. Um, another thing for me is like, I think, I think of a movie like, uh, Tron, what was it? Oh gosh. Is it Tron legacy or Tron evolution? I don't remember one of them, (laughs) the newest Tron movie from Disney. Like for me, the music in that was like worth the price of admission. I was all about the musical experience. Um, and I was able to garner like imagination and creativity for the things that I make, uh, just from that experience with the score. Another movie I think of with scores is oblivion. M 83 did the soundtrack for that movie. I'm like, wow, like I was able to get a lot out of that film and I can't tell you anything that that movie's about. Uh, but I was still able to sort of get something out of it, get some enjoyment out of it. Um, even even bad movies that I think people hate on. We I recently reviewed um, Transformers with Juzo, the first movie, and that that film. Even revisiting it, I found so much to enjoy just sitting through it, and and thing things that ins- inspire me and make me. Uh, want to be an artist that steals from, <laughs> from things that I see on screen, right? Every great artist steals, uh, in a, in like a good creative way. And I think, um, movies are made by creative people, good creative people. I mean, I even watched, you know, Sharknado and, and found some aspects of that movie to be like kind of impressive. You know, it's a tiny budget and they're trying to put this thing together I just feel like if you if you're approaching a movie with that mindset, right? Like I can find something uh, to be inspired by in this film. I think you'll usually find something, especially if you're exploring the cinematic canon. Like this is this is so huge. I think one of the hugest barriers, just looking back on the movies that we reviewed for me was getting into movies that were in a different language and Korean cinema blew me away with inspiration when we started watching it. Movies like Parasite or Memories of Murder, even films that kind of unsettled me like Mother and Old Boy. Those movies, I was like so impressed with the creative energy that was put behind them. It was like, it was, it was kind of an overwhelming amount of creativity and value to be pulled from it to the point where now I'm like hungry for Korean cinema. I sit down and I, and I, I could watch it and I, I'm just like, sure, there's the language barrier, but there's just something here that, uh, is making me think creatively in a new way. There's value here. I'm, I'm finding value from these movies. So look, look for inspiration in films, even boring movies, right? Um, I think, I think of a movie like Barry Lyndon that some people sleep on. That's like my favorite Kubrick movie. I think, um, there's so much to love, uh, about that film. If you just go in looking for that kind of inspiration. Um, so that is point number four, look for inspiration, acquire value from the movies. It's going to help you enjoy the movies more. And here is the fifth and probably the most challenging thing for most people to do. Uh, because they're not working with a camera on a day-to-day, although you have one on your phone. But I would say if you want to enjoy movies more, create films and movies. I know that sounds like a difficult feat, but let me just explain 
a little bit and and then I can get to why the point adds value to watching movies. Think about your experience writing in English class. How you were pushed to write simple narratives, practice your penmanship, practice your structure around storytelling. And alongside that experience of learning how to write and tell stories, and even learning how to argue on a, on a piece of paper, right? You're also exposed to books and novels uh, that sort of coincide with your exploration of the, the art, right? The art of storytelling, the art of narrative. I think there's something really special about the way that we learn how to read and write. Uh, and I think the thing with movies is that people don't like get to have that experience where they make movies, you know, and then they can like watch the big screen. Um, but I find that I enjoy movies more when I invest in that sort of way. Now, am I pulling out the cinema rig every weekend? Am I making a full length film? Not at all. But I do hold a camera for work. I do create media content. And when I'm shooting boring things, I enjoy movies more because I'm thinking about the overhead panning shot that Spielberg does um, in his musical movie that I can't remember the name of. Oh my goodness. The Maria, Maria, Maria. What is that movie? Oh man. I'm (laughs) recording myself. I should probably just... Oh, my wife just yelled West side story. Um, there's the, there's the overhead panning shot at the beginning of that movie. I'm thinking about that when I'm holding the camera personally, I'm bringing the camera down. I'm shooting something super boring for work, but I'm sitting there thinking about, man, this movie, I'm, I'm, I'm enjoying it even more now that I'm holding the camera myself. I feel like if you can, and this goes so much with point four, looking for inspiration, Uh, in movies. But if you can apply that inspiration in the things you create, like suddenly point four becomes so much better. You're watching movies, even TV, anything. And then you're, you can frame the things that you're making in your everyday life. I I, I think what's funny is that saying this last point, it's probably going to trigger some people. They're like, what do you mean make movies? But like we're shooting video and photo all the time on our phones and you can enjoy that. You can, you can add enjoyment in movies. If you like start picking up on some of the subtle ways that they're using framing and, and then you can kind of apply it to the silly videos that you're making. My, my wife Jules makes fun of me because I have these videos on TikTok that I used to, that I have in my drafts. I'll never share them. Um, but I have these videos of of me making tacos in my kitchen, but I'm like trying to do these crazy shots of like the camera being ultra wide and like, I'll be like flipping my phone around. And uh, to her, she just thinks it's, it's some of the funniest (laughs) videos she's ever seen. But I remember I was making tacos. I had, I had a lot of fun doing that. You know, Um, there's something about it that it's like, we can all kind of be cinematographers uh, just with our phones and our everyday life. And, um, yeah, I think if you're watching movies, sort of 
if you're enjoying, if you're trying to enjoy movies more, like put yourself in the shoes of the creators and, and just learn to enjoy them more through that. So those are the five points. Check your mindset, be real with yourself when you're walking into a movie, realize that your worldview is most definitely different than the worldview of the creator. Get away from the negative conversation, look for the inspiration and create, uh, and, and I guess, I guess four and five are kind of best friends there. So those are the five points for you to enjoy movies more. But I want to sort of explore one last idea uh, for this episode about why I even came up with these five points, why you have to set yourself up um, to enjoy movies more. You don't have to, but I think why people don't consider doing it. Um, and I don't know what to call this, but I feel like we have these movie moments when you're watching something where it just hits at the perfect timing, despite any of your preparation, despite even trying uh, to watch a movie. And that's like the best feeling. That's the feeling I had with movies that I didn't expect to enjoy at all. Uh, one, one that comes to mind all the time for me is the social network. I there you you couldn't you couldn't have paid me to want to watch this movie. Like I didn't want to watch anything about the creation of Facebook dramatized on on the movie screen. Um but I watched a movie like that with all negative expectation, uh not caring that my that the creator's worldview is different than or thinking the worldview is a lot different than mine. Um I did want to see the negative comments. I didn't want to have any inspiration. I definitely didn't want to make a movie like that. And I sat down and watched this movie. I was just completely floored and blown away. I was surprised by it completely. Um, and I had that experience with Seven. I had that experience when I watched Paddington, which is kind of funny because I really didn't expect anything from that movie. Um, same with most recently. I talk about this movie all the time, but Puss in Boots, uh, The Last Wish, People have made fun of me about how much I love this movie, but I think it's just because it blew me away with like, I really didn't have a lot of expectation for it. Barry Lyndon, I talked about the deer hunter uh, moved me a lot. And um, I really didn't think I would like prisoners either. When I first watched it, I thought it was gonna be too dark for me, but I really enjoyed it. So I think what I'm trying to get out with this, this last point is those experiences are Experiences are the best movie experiences where um, a film hits you dis- and, and defies all of your preparation to, in- to enjoy a movie. I don't know what to call that. I don't know. I Because it doesn't happen for everybody. But I feel like that is the most special and exciting thing to experience when you're watching a movie where you kind of casually or like you you casually get into a film or or you don't want to watch a movie and it just like hooks its its teeth into you and it pulls you in and you're like wow that that's where it's like what who needs those five points to enjoy a movie and i think that's probably one of the most exciting drivers for me to want to watch more films is to have an experience like that again um but you're not always going to have that and there are still great movies out there that um deserve a chance even if they can't do that for you and so i hope that you can use these five tips that i've learned when i've had to watch one of cameron's 
horrible movies that he forces me to watch every week. Um, and hopefully that <laughs> hopefully you can watch more movies and, and, and drive some creativity and, and good stuff from it. Um, remember it's entertainment. It's supposed to be, um, a good relaxing thing. And, uh, I think what's sad is that the more some people get into movies, the less it is about that. And, uh, I just personally, it's like, I refuse to give that up. I w I want to, I want to have the good experience. I want to keep, um, enjoying movies a lot. So that's five ways that I do it. I hope you enjoy this episode. We do post every Tuesday, not normally like this. I swear you don't just listen to my voice for the entire episode, but, uh, if you enjoy it, share the show, uh, share, share the, uh, the podcast link with a friend, give us a rating. All of it helps. Uh, and if you want to check out the Patreon, it's down in the description. Appreciate your time. I appreciate you listening. Cameron and I will be back soon. It's a very busy season for us in the summer. We assume it's busy for you guys as well, uh, but we appreciate you. We love you and we will see you next week. Cinema Spectator is an ECFS Productions podcast that is fully funded on Patreon.com. Shout out to our producers, Darren O'Neill, for supporting the show and to the rest of you that support us at Patreon.com slash ECFS Productions. If you want to learn more about the benefits you can get, check out our Patreon. The show cannot happen without you great listeners, so we thank you for all your kindness and support.